Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Talking CFD with Robin Knowles. It's kind of like my show, but for CFD nerds, prepare to ignite. Like the man said, this is Talking CFD, the show for engineers looking to grow their CFD business. We talk to entrepreneurs who've been there and done that and learnt lessons the hard way. And today we're talking with David Heine, one of the co-founders of SimScale, the online CFD and FEA platform. Welcome along, David. Hi, Robin. I reckon there are probably three people listening to this who haven't heard of SimScale. So can you tell them what it is and give us a little background about how it came about? <laughs> I don't agree. I think there are more people that have not heard about SimScale, and that's our mission, right? To make it. There might only be three people listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, what we're doing is we're building um, a web-based um, platform for engineering simulation where we want to bring together um, functionality, content, and people around simulation on one web-based platform, developing better products together. That's sort of a little slang about SimScale or, or a little uh, a phrase in one sentence what we're doing. That's kind of your, your, your mantra. Yeah, sort of. And um, so it started out of... Um uh, a group of friends at, at university is that right um yes uh, indeed we um the we are five founders um all of them being applied mathematicians or engineers or computer scientists or software engineers and um we actually ran a small um engineering service provider on the side um doing some some engineering simulation consultancy or services uh to german smes mainly to german companies um and this is where the first code base was written or where the, the the first lines of codes what is today simscale back then it was another it was another name and um this is where also this idea evolved because um some of our customers asked us if we could um if we could deploy um the workflows we are using the codes we were using on their clusters and it turned out okay we had everything written in linux they um had a windows setup and in, in, an on-premise windows setup and um this was sort of this this sparked this idea of um, it would be great if we could just get rid of this and um, give them some sort of, um, in, the, in the beginning, we thought of a job submission queue or something. We were running already on the cloud and our simulations, et cetera. And this then slowly but surely evolved with WebGL um, and, and um, to, to a point where we said, okay, um, we do think it will be possible to pull off an end-to-end -end engineering simulation workflow completely web-based. Um, and this was then where we were, started where we started everything yeah okay so we we bounced a few emails around before this interview and you said something in one of them that, that fascinated me so i'm going to quote you if you don't mind it's a, it's a long sentence but um, we'll, we'll stick with it you mentioned that you wanted to talk less about simscale as a company and more about the idea of making simulation a, a standard tool in the technical design process and doing it with a, a SaaS model can we dig a bit more into that um so are you talk you're talking about Advan evangelizing simulation first and then making it accessible via your platform um so i think the the what i'm what we are trying to or or um i mean i'll try to 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 explain this very crisp because um this definitely has the danger that i'll i'll talk too much uh, for this <laughs> <laughs> so but i'll try to 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 bring it down very crisp um we think, um, or, or our, we're convinced that, um, I mean, look at, look at 3D CAD. Um, probably there have been times where everybody was using 2D CAD or have, there have been times where people said, um, 3D CAD is not necessary for all, um, design processes. It completely works also in, in with a 2D CAD. 
um, system. So why would we ever start using 3D CAD? It, it works like this, right? And um, eventually, 3D CAD became a standard tool in um, in today's design processes. Um, and I think we, we have a similar situation um, nowadays or today in, in simulation that simulation has already proven itself as an invaluable design tool to specific um, to specific design processes or specific product development processes. Um, but with the and the reason that it's just um, in these specific design processes is from our perspective, not the fact that it's just not necessary in the others. Um, it's just it comes with so so such big hurdles or so high barriers um, to deploy simulation um, methods within the development process that this is the main reason why simulation is not used yet and or, or not to the extent where it would provide value in, in, in nowadays engineering work. And um, our, um, our, our thesis here at SimScale is that um, by using software as a service or with a SaaS delivery model, these barriers can be removed and simulation can also become a standard tool in a technical um, development process. This does not mean that now um, wherever you use a 3D CAD system from now on you will use a, a simulation tool. I, I think there are, there are differences and sometimes you know it's just better to quickly build a prototype and then move on or, or, or leave it out. So I'm not saying that simulation is always helpful but um, with removing these barriers, we do think that um, it, it can be used wherever it could be, where today, under today's um, delivery process or, or, or delivery models, it's just not economically feasible um, to use it. This is sort of this, and, and SaaS gives us the tool um, to, to remove these. That's, that's kind of the, the, the hypothesis of SimScale. So it's not that people are necessarily resistant to the idea of adding simulation into their workflow. They kind of get that. Um, it's the, historically, they've, struggled with the technical aspect of, of you know provisioning servers and, and things like that that that's the that's the problem that you've identified and that you're trying to to solve um i i do think um i, I would say it's really both um i think um okay the the awareness that um of the added value also the quantitative value simulation can um can bring is probably also a, a, a challenge for us or, or to, to, to make uh, this happen, to make simulation a standard tool. So awareness is one thing, but yes, definitely also, even if I'm aware that simulation has been used um, or, or, or is, a, is, is a valuable tool probably for my design process, then also even if I'm aware, um, there's still with the old processes such big hurdles um, to make it happen, to use it, that this is then the second problem. Yeah. Or challenge. Okay, so so some people may have kind of investigated it years ago and kind of almost written it off um, for for them. It, it didn't didn't fit for them at the time, and perhaps don't appreciate that, that things have, have moved on somewhat. I guess, yeah, yeah, and probably it would be very interesting to have statistically significant uh, data on that market research data, but um, <laughs> can't provide you with that right now. So, do do you find that you're having to to kind of meet the potential users where they are rather than trying to push new technologies into their workflow are you trying to fit around something that they've already got um good question i think i think um i mean you're you're absolutely right we are we are sort of changing what people are doing is always a very hard thing and i think especially specifically for simulation um, the hard part is that the problem people are having is actually not um, uh, I don't have access to simulation or I want to simulate and I cannot due to ABC. I think the problem they are having is um, 
I want to design or develop a product um, fast, cost-efficient, and with a great result, right? This is the actual problem um, we're having. And uh, I mean, let's let's bring the, the conversation to CFD. Being able um, to run an, an incompressible flow simulation with um, whatnot turbulence model is also not something people would say, yes, I have the desire to do this, right? What I would like yeah. to have is I would like to um, know the pressure drop in a very uh, across my valve that I'm designing in a very early design phase, right? Or I would like to see the comfort factors in this um, in this air conditioning system I'm right now designing. So, um, and so th this mapping of what simulation can provide to um, the the problems um, the the customer actually has or the potential customer has is I think this um, super interesting challenge of getting or of marketing simulation probably yeah so this is um, this is a challenge and I think I completely did not answer your question Robin right but uh, <laughs> having having this said I think we are. Um, we are trying to focus on this point that we're um, that we're trying to get people um, at points where we are not talking about where they're not at the point. Yes, I want simulation. How can I get easy access to simulation? But rather at the point where um, they are designing something, they are developing something, um, and um, their their questions arise or or um, how could this be done better or how have others been doing this? So um, we're we're not trying always to speak about simulation as an end to itself, but rather about um, the added values it can potentially provide. And this has various sorts. I mean, um, we have these public projects, so where you have, um, without any sign up or something, where you can see um, 3D models, 3D simulation results, and a little descriptions about a specific project um, that um, shows, or that at least tries to show how simulation in this specific um, project was used to generate a real added value, a benefit for the actual user. So this is one one thing we're trying down down that, um, or this is one angle of attack where we're trying to get people not just you know you're already looking for simulation, you're already past the awareness phase, but al already in the awareness phase. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. I um, I remember when you you introduced this community aspect to the the platform and the public projects and things like that. And I, I originally thought that it was just a clever way to quick start new users, um, so they could maybe grab the the nearest public project to something that they wanted to do and, and be off and running. But I see that it's more than that. It's a uh, it seems like it's probably a pretty powerful way to sort of engage people in in how simulation cfd fea whichever um could impact what they're what they're doing by looking at what other people have already done um agreed yeah the i mean partially this is still um a hypothesis right um we, we need to yeah. prove this and um, we're working on it so I'm, I'm i'm sharing now partially um some some things we we already do see um in the community that we launched but partially also uh, things we we're working towards and um one, we, we talked about earlier about these um, these barriers that um, even if I'm aware of the fact that simulation can provide an added value or, or, or can help me in my um, development process, um, there are barriers. And one of them is definitely this know-how barrier where probably everybody, um, everybody agrees that um, having access to a simulation tool does not yet mean that um, I have an added value out of that because... Um, in the end, I need to know how to use it, um, how to use it best, and oftentimes it takes just um, quite some education and quite some qu quite some training and know-how um, to to make effective use out of a tool. So, costs and access is the one thing. The other thing is know-how, 
And um, specifically talking about CFD, um, if, if we look at the, the codes that are around today, I, I do think, um, or, or again, this is a hypothesis of SimScale, um, there have been quite some, um, let's say, attempts to to make also CFD um, easier to access, maybe with a with a wizard or um, with with yeah. some specific packaging of functionality that is dedicated, etc. And I think all of this are is does definitely help to um, to get people started um, to 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 address this know how um, um, barrier. But our take on this is is um, also we don't think it's it goes um, it goes far enough, and this is where the community comes into play. Um, we do think partially these methods are complex, yeah, and you need a significant know-how to use them. And with the with this community aspect, um, we are trying to um, basically to make the exchange of this know-how to incentivize an exchange of this know-how that people can um, do whatever they like completely for free, but other people can basically benefit from what these people have done um, by 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 reusing their um, their content. And also, we've seen lately that on a couple of these public projects. Um, several of our users do engage. They learn together. Um, they they give hints. They give tips. Um, other people say, "Oh, that's great that you shared this with me," which um, just sort of provides also new ways of learning or tapping into simulation that provides more guidance than um, okay, I'm alone with my tool or I paid for this. I don't know what how many thousands of euros for this training that I get, and afterwards um, I, I I I'm supposed to do this. However, I've I've, I've not got a lot of experience so this is kind of the the idea behind of the com behind the community are you finding much pushback um from the SaaS delivery and and sort of and payment model because that that isn't the standard that isn't the norm in in the industry people don't i suppose some people are getting more used to paying for software like that but it, it's not currently the norm are you finding people push back against that I'd say it's not the crucial. Um, it's it's not a crucial um, thing today. I think obviously um, the comparing then different pricings and comparing um, different offerings or, or also explaining them the um, the subscription model from time to time is something probably that um, people are not used from an from a B two B enterprise kind yeah. of software. But I think most. Um, I mean, <laughs> all engineers uh, or, or, or they've, they've probably got Netflix or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they are also um, private people, and so I think it's not um, astonishing to people that that this is around. I think it's not the crucial fact. However, um, I still think the last word has not been spoken of how all how um, software as a service um, will find its way to. Um, to the engineering sector. I mean, in every software vertical and every, every tool in the engineering software stack, meanwhile, has first SaaS offerings, right? And yeah. I, I guess we can see already some trends, um, but I think it will it's still open how it will ultimately be delivered. Yeah? But uh, specifically for simulation, it's a volatile tool. Um, you from time to time have peak demands. Um, so I guess this flexibility component should always be there. The scalability component should be there so that you... Um, that you scale the resources um, that you have to to your demand, right? And this is also what we do in our backend. Um, we're dynamically allocating um, computing resources. So I guess this will always be a crucial component of this. You guys have a very generous free tier. Uh, is, how important is a, a freemium model mm. as as part of this? Um, is it is that your sort of main customer acquisition route? Um. 
trying to think about the answer, Robin, before. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> to to not ending up in a in a ten minute speech again. Okay, um, <laughs> I'd say there's two parts to the uh, to this answer. The first one is um, yes, it is to partially um, simply a lead generation tool. Obviously, right? Um, so people can just tap into um, the delivery is super easy. There's no installation, etc. And so this is why I think a lot of SaaS um, tools offer a free trial. Um, because it's it's a simple way. Um, it's it's a very um, fr frictionless way of the user can see. Okay, what has this offering? What is this offering about? And um, the service provider can find out. Okay, is is this user really interested? Yeah, so I think it just makes a lot of sense for lead generation. Absolutely. But, um, but I think this is just the very obvious part where SimScale is not different to any other um, SaaS offering out there. I think the um, the more interesting part behind our um, freemium approach is that. We do value, or we do see um, free, or, or people in the in the free um, uh, plan in our community plan. This is why it's not called the free plan. This is why it's called the community plan. Yeah. Not as you know. Um, ah, these are people that potentially we will uh, sell to. I mean, obviously, yes. Sometimes there might be a demand um, where where there's budget there, and then they um, they will upgrade to to a paid subscription. But for us, um, it's also very valuable um, if people in the community plan, again, do these public projects, right? And this is why it's, uh, you said generous, um, that's that's a nice feedback. <laughs> but um, that the, the reason why these uh, the community plan has the full feature set and um, also a significant computing power um, is really that it's it's um, great for people to tap into this. Okay, that's that's great. But also that people are doing production work like this, right? People are doing a lot of validation projects, different. Um, okay. We have open source projects, hardware open source projects in there that are doing really very high quality engineering work and high quality simulation work that others uh, can benefit from, right? So uh, basically, yes, okay, they don't spend money, but um, they sort of... Um, provide the community with um with with know-how with content that they can use and so i guess this is an this is the exchange so um uh, th that it's it's of great value if people do um these things because other people can reuse it and it's it's this is why we're not just saying okay we're building a simulation tool um in the cloud or a simulation tool in the browser it's the idea is really here not just the tool not just the functionality but really also the content and people that are necessary to make simulation the standard tool so i guess um, generous is great, yeah, and we we, we see, do see that people are engaged and excited about this, um, and uh, that the there's not it's not just for lead generation; it's really also for this um, to, for the content that we're seeing for these high quality simulation projects. Other people can reuse. I guess the generosity reflects that. I mean, if it was just for lead generation, you'd perhaps have maybe ten hours or something of, of compute power just so people could fire something off and, and see what happened. Yeah, um, it kind of reminds me a little bit like. Um, sort of a github for simulation um yep. i don't i don't yep. know if that's uh, um, yeah i think there are many co companies today that say um i'm the github of or i'm the twitter for um so i think one needs to be careful with these comparisons but yes definitely yeah also i mean we're um i mean github is i think a great example yeah. uh, can i ask you a couple of things about funding sure Sure. So you guys have managed to secure um, more than one round of funding, and you've recently closed a, an A round with Union Square Ventures. So for for people who are, are listening and not sure what a Series A is or haven't heard of Union Square Ventures, just be sure that uh, Union Square Ventures invested in names like Twitter, SoundCloud, Halo, Zynga, Etsy before you'd even heard of them, um, and Rescale, uh, a similar 
but different cloud platform, simulation platform, also did a big funding round last year. Is simulation on the radar of venture capitalists or is it the cloud aspect that's exciting them? Um, oh, I think I know more about uh, about engineering simulation than I know about venture capital, but <laughs> since you asked the question, I mean, I guess, um, I guess, I mean, obviously there is a pattern, right? And obviously looking at the, the rounds um, simulation has seen, I mean, you mentioned Rescale, um, it's obviously of interest to them. I think the, the, the bigger pattern behind this or the big picture behind this is that um, the cloud um, or, or SaaS um, is basically transforming um, different kinds of software sectors, right? We've seen it in, uh, I mean, who would ever today deploy a CRM software on an on-premise hosted um, solution? Yeah, it's, it's simply, it has become SaaS, it transformed it. And um, in other sectors, I think um, this, this happened as well, right? We're doing, we, we do see this, this, um, this transformation. And I think, um, speaking very high level, I think simulation is an, a specific vertical of a big um, B2B or enterprise um, software sector where there are billion dollar companies around. So where there's um, an existing market. And so I guess um, the, the pattern that, that makes it interesting for, for venture capital is um, that it has not yet been transformed. Yeah? And there is the, the chance or the hypothesis that with added value it could be. And I think... Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, I'm, I'm not sure if this is, um, another thing is fintech, right? Today, um, mm. you hear a lot about fintech. I think that's also um, a vertical where there's probably, um, there, where there are a, a large business models, very successful uh, business models that have not changed a long time, where there's also now transformation coming. Um, so, and, and I think another pattern you can see is this, um, I'm not sure, consumerization or a democratization of markets and tools. I think this is another big pattern. So, so very high level uh, VC, VC uh, slang, I guess. But this is sort of, I would say, that the big pattern behind it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, on, on a related note, do you think being based outside the US is, uh, is, makes it more difficult to attract funding or is it, is it, easy to get their attention because you've got something worthy of attention. <laughs> um, I, I like the last uh, sentence. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind, uh, Robin. <laughs> okay. Um, good question. So I guess um, starting from the data, um, there is, a, I mean, the US is simply um, the country where the most uh, venture capital is being invested, right? Um, so from a liquidity point of view, I think you can say that, um, Nevertheless, in which uh, vertical you are, uh, simply looking at the data, um, the most venture capital is in the U.S., I guess. So that and that is probably not different to to, to any. Um, to, uh, that is probably um, true for any kind of startup that is looking for um, for venture capital. Being being based and so I think the being based in Germany um, is on the one hand side um, not too bad for us because there is um, I mean the, the mechanical engineering sector is big in Germany. And there are a couple of other advantages here. And also, if you're, um, if, if I'm talking to people being based in Silicon Valley, I think the war for talent is um, so getting the best people possible um, is also. I mean, there are good people, obviously, in, in at the West Coast, but it's also equally hard to get them, right? So I think it's, yeah. that it probably would fill a complete other interview. So um, I think, bottom line, I think yes, it is harder, um, specifically for for. Um, for uh, these these SaaS companies with big aspirations, with with um, with uh, looking looking to um, yeah to to have 
this is such a big picture um, in mind. I think it's harder in Germany simply because there are not so many venture capital um, firms that do this type of funding, I guess. Yeah. So I'm just wondering um, when when you when you're thinking about all these these difficult aspects of uh, of, of what you what you're doing all these different um, different aspects, do you ever wish you'd made something smaller, something easier, a social network for engineers or something? Like that? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I I don't think so. Um, I've, I've I've never asked this question. Let me uh, let me elaborate a bit. I think. Um, I think the the great thing about working here on Simskill is that it's um, that it's on the one hand side I think we have uh, very very similar challenges to um, to other uh, young SaaS companies as well right to other young B two B SaaS companies so um, one needs to figure out a scalable um, sales process um, it's a young product you need to compete with um, older more established um, uh, products so I think there's a lot of um, similar things that are exciting about um, uh, to, to work in a startup and that is challenging each day. But at SimScale, I think the unique combination for, for the team here is that at the same time, um, we're on a day-to-day -day basis, we're in touch with um, with uh, great new technologies. Uh, so um, for, coming from the scientific computing um, world, coming from the um, the cloud world, um, yeah, infrastructure as a service. So we're on, on, on top of that. In addition to, we do see our customers and users developing a lot of great products where partially I've, I've never heard of it, uh, that these products exist and what kind of challenges they have, etc. So I think, yes, from time to time, it's um, it's it's overwhelming, the complexity, but uh, I think this is also what uh, what makes it so exciting to, um, to, to, to try to pull this off or this journey of, of trying to make simulation um, the standard tool that is not yet is. It certainly does sound like an exciting journey. I want to thank you for your time today, David. I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing over there. And uh, thanks for sharing some of your experiences. Um, where should any listeners go if they want to find out more about SimScale or give it a spin? Um, SimScale.com. <laughs> easy, easy. Yeah, and if we've done a good job um, with our website, I guess uh, you should then see what you can and should do. <laughs> I hope so. I'm sure they will. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, David. Well, I guess you're still listening. You must have got something out of this. So, why not hop over to TalkingCFD.com and sign up for the mailing list? Be good to have you. You'll get updates of new episodes and also more info about the end of season roundtable that I'm planning, where you can join me and some of this season's guests live for a little Q&A session. If that's your speed, then drop your email in the box at talkingcfd.com and I'll keep you in the loop. See you next time.